0: Your Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia.
1: Yoo-hoo, David! You home already?
2: Of course I'm home. Where'd you think I'd be? Where have you been? I even called your mother.
1: Oh, that's too bad. I have a surprise and I don't want you to see it.
2: What's this about a surprise? Come on, confess. What have you been up to now?
1: Why should you start off assuming that I've been up to something?
2: By now, I know the symptoms.
1: That's the house phone. I'll answer it. I'll get it. I'm right here. I'll answer it. I'm
2: sure it's for me. Your surprises get pretty complicated, don't they?
1: Hello? Yes, that's right. Yes, Fritz, I did. I'm waiting for it. Have them bring it up. Bring what up? You're more curious than a ten-year-old boy.
2: You're a specialist in ten-year-old boys. Living
1: with you, I'm getting to be. (laughs) Now, will you please cooperate and lock yourself in the bedroom till I tell you to come out?
2: Lock myself in the bedroom? Yes,
1: I want to have everything arranged before you see her.
2: That's the second time this surprise has been given a sex. I want to know what kind of a her is being delivered by them and must be arranged before I'm surprised by her.
1: Oh, here it is now. Please go in the bedroom.
2: Now her has become it.
1: David, please go in the bedroom and close the door.
2: Oh, all right.
1: And don't dare peek. I'm coming.
3: The men from the auction rooms, Mrs. Norton. Bring it right in. And don't make any noise.
4: Lady, you don't move nothing like this without making noise. This here bookcase is about the heaviest piece of furniture I ever had anything to do with.
1: It isn't a bookcase. It's a queen and secretary.
3: It is. The only secretary I ever saw at Screech. It's not that kind of a secretary.
4: Well, this secretary has glass doors and weighs 500 pounds. Where do you want it, lady? Um,
1: um, over there against the wall. I think.
4: Lady, don't think. No, this ain't something to be tried out in different places.
1: Against the wall, then. You sure? Well, this seems to be the only place.
3: But uh, if you don't like him there, we move him around for you. But not
4: with me, lady, much as I wouldn't like to. I got other deliveries to make. All right, Heyman, get strong. My name is Fritz. Okay, Hyman. Easy does it.
2: Be careful of the chandelier.
4: Uh, lady, no matter what you pay for this at the auction, you got yourself a bargain. A big
3: bargain. Uh, watch out, mister. Hey, what's
2: going on? Sounds like you were betting down a hippopotamus. I'm coming out. David, if you come out now, I'll never
1: forgive you. We're almost ready.
4: No, we ain't, lady. Hey, Sandoff, Hold it a minute. Uh,
1: Fritz. All
4: right, Hyman. Lady, we're crossed up. This here bookcase don't want to go against the wall.
1: Why not? There's plenty of room between the windows.
4: Oh, yeah, there's plenty of room between the windows, but there
3: ain't enough room between the floor and the ceiling.
1: Between the floor and the...
3: Ceilings to floors is eight feet in this apartment. I think this is maybe uh, eight foot six. That's it. This here bookcase wasn't made for no New York apartment.
1: This here bookcase is a secretary, and it's got to go against the wall.
4: If it's got to, lady, you better cut off the legs.
1: Oh, cut the legs off a of Queen Anne's secretary? That's sacrilege. Well,
4: I don't know about that, lady, but it's radical. Uh, of course, you could chop a hole in the ceiling. The truckman is joking. The truckman ain't joking, eh, hey, My no, name no, no, is... Don't tell me. I got your name right on the tip of my tongue. Hoyman. Uh, Fritz. Funny. When I say it, it sounds like Hoyman.
1: Please. You'll have to get it in place for me.
4: Lady, it's like I said. Only a magician or an axe can do this job. I think only a magician with an axe. Best we can do is get it out for you.
1: All right. Quick, before my husband sees it, I'll tell him it was all a mistake.
4: Only I can't make it... uh, Rather, I can't take it out for you today. Company rules is that the truck must go empty to the garage.
1: But it can't stay here where we put it.
4: Uh, you better leave it where it is. Uh, ease it down, Raymond. All right. sit on its side. But it's, it's blocking up the doorway. Well, you figure out a place in this room where it don't block some doorway. Uh, look, lady, you sleep on it. And if you want, we should take you back tomorrow. Uh, give us a call.
1: But listen, you can't now, go... Sorry,
3: lady. Rules is rules. Mm. A very comic man, I don't think. It's a beautiful piece of furniture, Mrs. Norton. Too bad it's so big. Uh, there's maybe some way I can help you.
2: Hey, am I to be kept in the bedroom all night? Won't I even get any dinner? I'm coming out. No, 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 don't come out yet. I'm
1: coming in. No, Fritz, I'm afraid there's nothing you can do.
3: Uh, Mr. Norton's home may be here and I together, but...
1: No, I'm afraid this is something that Mr. Norton will want to take up with me alone, I'm afraid.
3: Uh, You want I should uh, go, then?
1: Yes, Fritz, I want you should go.
2: Well, this surprise is certainly taking an awfully long time to hatch.
1: That's because it's a bigger surprise than I thought it was going to be. David, you love me?
2: What's that got to do with?
1: Everything. Do you love me very much?
2: Mm, Under advice of counsel, I refuse to commit myself.
1: Well, make up your mind, because... I'm going to need an awful lot of love and understanding.
2: Darling, come to the point. It's the end of a long, long day.
1: I'm starting out with a handicap. All right, here goes. David, I bought something.
2: Well,
0: what is it?
1: You know, we haven't got a bookcase yet. And you know we've been talking about building shelves around the walls. And? And you can't take bookshelves with you when you move, so... So... I bought a gorgeous walnut Queen Anne's secretary. Now now don't interrupt, darling. It's a genuine antique, early 18th century, and completely original. That is, except for one of the back legs. It's a museum piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Where did you find it?
1: At a at the auction gallery.
2: Claudia, you went to an auction sale by yourself. Now,
1: darling, I just, now, just how
2: much did you bid on it?
1: I got it for nothing. A hundred and forty five dollars.
2: And an antique?
1: Full of wormholes, I tell you. It's a museum piece. It said so in the catalog.
2: Yeah, there's something wrong with it.
1: There is nothing wrong with it except that it belongs in a museum.
2: That's no great drawback.
1: That's what you think.
2: Well, come on, then. Let, let's look at it. A good Queen Anne's secretary is nothing to sneeze at. David,
1: wait a minute. Don't go yet. Kiss me, hold me tight.
2: There. How's that?
1: That'll probably be the last kiss I'll get for years. Come on.
2: Hey. Hey, what's the idea of blocking up the doorway like this?
1: You'll just have to climb over it, darling.
2: Well, why didn't those lazy truckmen stand it up against the wall?
1: David, can't you guess?
2: The whistle blew and their day's work was done.
1: No, guess again. I don't get it. David, it's this silly scene.
2: Oh, it wouldn't be my silly wife by any chance. Good heavens, It's an elephant. I guess that's why
1: it was so cheap.
2: Uh, I guess that's why it was. Claudia, if I ever catch you going to another auction sale, I'll... At the price, it was a gift. You should always look gift horses in the mouth and... Anybody with half an eye could see that this one has a pretty tall mouth. But
1: you've got to admit that it's beautiful.
2: I'll lie down on the floor and have a look at it sideways.
1: Darling, you're very sweet to take it this way.
2: I'm not sweet. I'm furious with you.
1: No, you're not. You're laughing. (laughs) David, It's a lot of little things like this that add up to make a marriage.
2: Or breaking it. Don't call this... this... This thing, a little thing. You know, darling, someday I I may wring your neck.
1: That might be nice.
2: Oh, that must be Mama. She was on her way over.
1: Come in, come in, Mama. The, the door's door. not locked. Come on, Mama.
5: Something's blocking it.
2: Well, you must have been drinking, Mrs. Brown. I can't imagine what you're imagining.
5: I'm imagining nothing. Not very well. If you won't move it, I'll manage to squeeze through. I'm getting used to it in this household. <laughs> Very hospitable, I must say. Well, what... What's that? What's what? That, that thing there.
2: I, I don't see anything. What's she talking about, Claudia? Come on in, Mother.
5: Well, what do you expect me to do? Climb it or jump over it? She really thinks something is blocking the way. Oh,
2: the poor thing is she often like this.
5: You two never get tired of your own humor, do you? Never. This is the surprise, I suppose. Yes, do you like it? Stand it up and I'll tell
2: you. But that's the (laughs) surprise. And anyway, we don't want to stand it up.
1: Why not? Oh, it's been standing up for a couple of hundred years. It wants to rest before it goes over to your house. To my house? Yes. (laughs) It's sort of a present, sort of. You should
5: be very grateful it's a museum piece. My small apartment is not a museum. But it has high ceilings. I fail to get the connection.
1: You will. And it's
5: beautiful. Think of all the books it'll hold. I don't need anything to hold books, thank you. You can store jellies in it. I have no jellies. Make some, then.
1: You know, if she wasn't so lazy, David, she'd make a lot of jelly.
2: Certainly she would.
5: I'm going home. Now, wait
2: a minute, Mother. She's your daughter, and you've got to assume your share of the responsibility.
5: I will not. You married her. She's yours.
2: Oh, but I've got to go to Connecticut early tomorrow. It's too late to do anything about this tonight. Are you
1: talking about me or the bookcase? Both. Can't you send
5: it back?
2: My wife or the bookcase. <laughs> It'd be easier to get rid of my wife. She's not so bulky. <laughs> Besides, Queen Anne came from an auction, and it's not so easy to return things to auction.
1: They'll sell it over again for us, won't they? Don't worry, don't worry.
2: But I do worry. People who get rid of white elephants aren't too pleased to see them come back to roost. You're getting
5: your figures of speech awfully mixed up.
2: <laughs> and Another reason I'm not happy is the... Thought of you going near an auction alone.
5: Well, she doesn't have to go. Just send it down and have them sell it for you at any time. <gasps> I wouldn't dream of it. I want to be there. David, I know what you mean. She'll probably buy it back again because she can get it cheaper. It'll be even a bigger bargain. You
2: do get the general idea, Mrs. Brown.
5: I think I had better go with her.
2: Say, how do I know I can trust you? Don't
1: pay any attention to her, Mama. You and I will have a lovely time at the auction tomorrow. Now, come on in and help me fix supper. Well, how do I get over this
2: barricade? Just climb. Climb right on over. I
5: can. Of course you can. Just make believe it's the Alps. Altitude doesn't agree with me. I get dizzy.
2: Your daughter gets dizzy at sea level now. Now, don't be a coward. Give me your hand. I'll help you.
5: I'm not happy. Oh, you're
2: doing fine. Up,
5: See daisy now. Put
2: your foot up there. <laughs> there you are. There. Oh,
5: I'm not too steady. Yes,
2: you are now. Well,
5: how do you know what I am? Well, you're
2: perfectly all right now. Up through the air with the greatest of ease, the daring old girl on the flying train. Hey, look out. I'll catch you
5: Look out! out. Watch where you're stepping! Hey, don't go through the glass door, Mama! Oh! Don't tell me don't. I did. Oh, I can't look.
2: Well, it isn't hurt much. Just one pane of glass shattered.
1: I wasn't thinking about the old secretary. I was thinking
5: about Mama. Well, you can
2: come out from behind your hands now. Mama is all right.
5: Mama's just fine. Her nerves are slightly shattered, but Mama's just fine.
2: An evening with the Noughtons has certainly put a lot of age into this poor old secretary.
5: put a lot of age into this poor old mother-in-law. Don't you like us? I love you
0: this broadcast of claudia was supervised and directed by william brown maloney Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia.
2: Hey, what was that? Just a noise. Oh, I thought it was a noise.
1: What did it sound like?
2: It sounded like a pop.
1: David, you're positively a mind reader, a clairvoyant. You're wonderful.
2: Very wonderful, very wonderful. I have to meet a contractor on a job. Already? Now, don't tell me. That isn't what I heard pop. Because if pop overs pop so you can hear it, pop, it isn't a good popover. It
1: wasn't the popover. You (laughs) heard pop. It was what goes with the popover that popped. I just opened the syrup bottle.
2: This all sounds like Peter Piper picked a pickle pickle.
1: pickle I get the idea anyway.
2: (laughs) I don't like it.
1: I don't see the connect. You do like pickles.
2: Darling, the list of what I don't like for breakfast would fill a book. The list of what I do like is very simple. Why are you so insistent on ganging up on How me? How can
1: one person gang up on anybody? I don't
2: know, but you managed to. Fortunately for me, I not only don't have time to eat them, but I haven't got time to argue about
1: them. Got one tiny one?
2: Mm, well, just this one for, you no know, no toast. Hmm. Hey, it's not bad.
1: There, see?
2: Hmm. Not for breakfast. Now look, darling. I don't know when I'll be home. I wish I could help you with the bookcase.
1: Oh, but... I'll manage it all right. They'll sell it again. The man at the auction told me they often do.
2: I'd feel safer if you pom- promised to stay away from the auction. You're the kind of woman who is a sucker for white elephants.
1: <gasps> they have a beautiful white ivory elephant on exhibition for the next I day
2: didn't off. mean that kind.
1: But you've got to admit the secretary was a wonderful value.
2: Wonderful value to somebody who's got a ten-foot ceiling. But a white elephant to us. It's comparative.
1: The ivory elephant was small.
2: It was still an elephant. Do you or do you not promise? I
1: promise. Finish your orange juice. Have another popover?
2: If you so much as mention them, I will pop you. (laughs) And now I will pop over or pop under this bookcase that is blocking the door. Aren't you going
1: to kiss me goodbye?
2: Pop, pop. (laughs) That was a poor excuse for a kiss. And now I'll pop along on my popping way. Goodbye, Papa.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, say, mister, the way you popped out of that door, you almost run me
3: over. Morning, Mr. Norton. Meant to take the bookcase back.
4: Uh,
2: Claudia, there's a man to see you about an elephant. Oh, hello, Fritz.
3: Good morning, Mrs. Norton. Uh it's a truckman to take back the piece of furniture. I oh. got there as soon
4: as I could, lady. We got a lot of deliveries. Do you still want the bookcase to go back to the auction? I was
1: hoping to get back in time for this afternoon's sale.
4: Well, if that's where you want it, it'll be there in half an hour, lady. All right, Heyman, we stub up. My name is Stu Fritz. Look, just so long as you carry your half of it, I'll call you sweetheart. Uh, Say, this didn't get no lighter since last night You'll
1: be careful of the wall
4: Uh, sure thing. Hey, lady, you better sit down on the sofa Don't you feel good?
1: I... No, I don't I I mean, I... Hey,
4: Heyman, watch it The little lady just passed out Uh, Put down your ankle uh, 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 All right Uh,
3: Get some water Fear in her face Say, do something I am doing something I'm not getting excited She ain't dead, is she? Things that happened to a guy. No, it is just that she fainted. Will not last long. It wasn't nothing that I did. No, I'm quite sure that it was nothing that you did. Oh, that's a pretty kettle of fish. I don't like being here with a dame passed out on her sofa. Mrs. Norton is not a dame, like you say, and she did not pass out. She fainted.
4: Oh, skates is dame. You think I don't know how to speak English? Why do you think she passed out?
3: Could be reasons reason. Hey, the... does somebody at the hmm? door?
5: I can scream, by. Why, Claudia, what's happened? Uh, now, there's
4: nothing to get alarmed, that lady.
3: She just turned pale and keeled over. She is all right, Mrs. Brown. Uh, she's opening her eyes now. Yes, she is all right. Uh, hey, man, let's get out of this. Too much people and French are in here.
1: Mama, you here? What happened? I'm glad
5: you're here.
3: Uh, you need I should help you or uh, send up Bertha, maybe?
5: No, I think everything will be all right. I'll call Bertha if I need her.
3: All right, uh, uh, truckman, uh, take the front end. Right you are, I'm,
4: uh, uh, My old lady used to get.
5: This is a nice how do you do? What happened? Well, I, I don't know.
1: I uh, only thing I can remember is that I got a little dizzy all at once.
5: You apparently got a great deal dizzy. You fainted. Fainted. Me? You mean I was
1: unconscious?
5: You don't have to be so proud about it. It happens in the best of families.
1: But I never fainted in my life. I'm not the kind of person that faints. There are not kinds of people who faint. There are two only girls in old-fashioned novels.
5: Apparently, new-fashioned girls can do it, too.
1: You don't seem very worried about it. I'm not. That
5: isn't true. You're as white as a ghost. You really are worried. Now, you admit it. For someone who isn't the kind of girl who faints, you're as proud as if you'd really done something. Let me see your tongue. Let
1: me see your tongue. Let me see your tongue. From the time I was a baby, if I had so much as a sniffle, it
5: was... Let me see your tongue. Won't you ever realize I've grown up? As far as your tongue is concerned, I haven't noticed it. Stick it out. How did I tongue? Wags quite a lot. <laughs> Otherwise, all right. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, just the usual. Except I had popovers for David. Well, they'd been known to be indigestible.
1: David thought they were pretty rich. He liked him, he said, but he wouldn't eat more than one.
5: Oh, there you are. And I suppose you ate up all that were left.
1: I didn't eat any. I didn't know it, but I guess I wasn't feeling any too well then.
5: For you not to eat is a serious symptom. What did you eat yesterday?
1: Uh, nothing.
5: Well, that is, of course, a gross exaggeration. Now, think back. What did you eat for lunch yesterday?
1: I wasn't hungry. All I felt like was a piece of bread and butter and
5: a pickle. Oh, Do you think it could have been the pickle? No. I do not think it was anything you ate. Open your mouth again. Let me look at your throat. You make
1: me feel like a
5: sick horse. You know, I have been feeling sort of not so good for the past week. Well, why didn't you say something about it? It always
1: passes off, but my throat feels
5: fine. Hush up. Let me look. Open. Now say ah. Ah. Throat's all right. Forehead's cool. No fever.
1: Could it be a bad heart, maybe, like Aunt Louisa's?
5: It is not a bad heart like Aunt Louisa's. And anyway, Aunt Louisa hasn't got a bad heart. She has asthma. This doesn't feel like asthma. No, it definitely is not asthma. You don't seem at all worried.
1: In fact, you look positively pleased because your daughter fainted.
5: I am. Come on, now. I'll help you get dressed.
1: It's much too early to go to the auction.
5: We are not going to the auction.
1: Oh, yes, we are. Oh,
5: no, we're not. We're going to the doctor's.
1: I like doctor's offices. Why? Oh, they're so educational. I mean, about all the geography I ever
5: learned was at the doctor's office, out of the National Geographic. You couldn't know less geography. You are practically illiterate geographically speaking. That's because I was always so healthy. Do you suppose we'll have to wait long for Dr. Williams? If we'd had an appointment, we wouldn't have had to wait at all. But I mean, we'd have been on time. You mean
1: we'd have done our waiting somewhere else. I'm so nervous. Feel my hands are cold. Oh,
5: there's nothing to be at all nervous yes, about. there is. Suppose it isn't true. Well, supposing. If I
1: couldn't bear it. I'd be so disappointed.
5: So would David. Well, since David doesn't know anything about it, how could he be disappointed? Calm down. Read your magazine. Like you, I suppose. I'm calm and I'm reading mm. upside down. I was looking at the pictures mm. upside down. Shh. Here's Doctor Williams.
6: Take two of those pills after each meal. Come in again next week. This time for checkup.
5: Hello, Doctor Williams. Well, well,
6: well, Mrs. Brown and. You, young lady. Good
5: afternoon, doctor.
6: Come into my office. Well, you're both looking very well. Who's the patient?
5: I am. I'm going to have a baby. Isn't it wonderful? Claudia.
6: Well, that's very good news.
5: Uh, Who told you? Mama. Claudia, will you behave? Doctor, there mightn't be any truth in this at all.
1: Well, if there isn't, I'm awfully sick because I fainted this morning.
6: So. Well, fainting spells can come from a number of things. I, I shouldn't jump to conclusions too hastily. Sit down here. Let me take your blood pressure. Roll up your sleeve. Is that far enough? No, yeah, I'll just wrap this around your arm. Hold still. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we are. What was it? 120.
1: Is that good?
6: Excellent. Couldn't be better. Let me listen to your heart.
1: Oh, my heart's all right. My heart's fine. Claudia,
5: will you behave?
6: The last time I treated this child, she had the measles. She doesn't change very much, has she? A
5: little for the worse, if anything. (laughs) I don't see how her husband puts up with her.
6: I'd like to meet that young man of yours someday. Is he happy about the baby? He
1: doesn't know about it yet. It just happened. He thinks Mama and I are at an auction sale. But he's wonderful and he'll love it.
5: Claudia, please talk sense.
1: I can't. I'm too excited. (laughs) David really is wonderful, Dr.
5: Williams. Yes, he's pretty nice, Doctor. Well, you three seem to be mighty good friends.
1: It'll be even nicer when there are five of us.
5: Five of us? Yes, after the twins come.
6: After the twins? You'd better begin with one at a time, young lady.
5: Twins run in families. If anyone should happen to ask you. Nonsense. With my dual personality and David's charm, how can we miss?
6: You'd be surprised. Now then, let me write down a few facts. Your, uh... How old? Nineteen.
1: Eighteen. Mama, must we go into that again? My birthday is December 29th. All right. Nineteen. And, Doctor, if you don't think it's confusing to be born so close to January 1st...
6: Oh, it must be.
1: It's a gyp, too. Gets all mixed up with Christmas and raises hob
5: with presents and parties. I think the doctor is interested in other details. There's but... something I won't be as thoughtless about as you. I'll never do
1: anything like that to a child of mine.
6: Well, apparently not to this child. Let's call you 19.
1: Well, uh, practically 19. You know, Mama, with a little cheating at both ends, I can be a grandmother at 40.
6: I see I have my life's work cut out for me.
5: And so apparently has David, earning enough money to support them.
6: And you've been married how long?
5: Just three months. That's pretty good, isn't it?
6: I don't know just what you mean by pretty good, but pretty good.
1: Can you tell if it'll be twins? Yes. When?
6: After the first one is born.
1: Oh, I can't stand the suspense.
6: But if it is true, you ought to expect this baby around, oh, middle of June.
1: Do you mean to say I have to wait that long?
6: I certainly hope that you see your way clear to do so.
1: There's something wrong with the system.
6: It's been tested out for a number of years now, and personally, I found it very satisfactory. Now, step into my other office.
5: Come with us, Mama. Oh, Mrs. Brown, your hands are freezing. But what do you expect? This is my first grandchild.
0: This broadcast of Claudia was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney. One hears a great many suggestions these days about how to entertain young people in the home. One excellent way is to keep the refrigerator well-stocked with Coca-Cola. That ensures many a refreshing pause during study and play hours. Better still, it provides the makings of a party any old time, the sort of friendly, wholesome home party parents approve of. How is your supply of Coke? Hadn't you better stock up? Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you, transcribed, with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir. And remember, whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause the pause that refreshes.